Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. On this episode, we're talking NIT as the Michigan men's basketball team won its opener and heads to Vanderbilt next. The women are ready for their NCAA tournament opener against UNLV. And the hockey team is set to play for a Big Ten title. We've got a spring football update as well coming up on Wolverine Confidential. Hey guys, good to be talking with you here Thursday morning, March 16th. One of the best days of the year, in my opinion. Uh, it's the start, official start of the NCAA tournament. Or I guess the official start was a couple of days ago, but this is the first round where it really begins. Uh, 12-15 Eastern time, Maryland and West Virginia tip off in an 8-9 game. And it's just games all day the rest of the day and, and tomorrow too. I used to like more when it was bunched up a little bit. I know you can like see the end of games a little bit better now, but I don't know. Then it just leads to some dead time, especially if... You know, the game that happens to be ending isn't particularly good, but uh, so be it. I get greedy over here. Yeah, it's a great day, is it it not? I've got Houston over Arizona in my national championship with Kansas State and UCLA as my other final four teams. Guys, who you got? I got Alabama beating Texas, I believe, at least in most of my brackets I do. Maybe not the M-Live one, but I do. I definitely have Alabama winning it all. Um, They seem to be my like. Above and beyond, got uh, you know favorite. I think they're the best team. I know they got a lot of off the off the court stuff going on, but I just I don't know. I I, I could see them going on the distance. Um, it, like you, this is my favorite time of the year. Uh, I've always been a basketball junkie, basketball fan growing up, and I I remember like when I was in like elementary, middle school, I would always like try and talk my dad and like giving giving like letting me steal from school for a day, either Thursday or Friday of opening weekend. And sometimes he would do it. A lot of times he wouldn't. Um, but yeah, the first. Gosh, the first two days are always such a blast. Well, McMahon, you can basically just rip up your bracket right now because I was just looking at yours, and we have the same two teams in the national championship, and you know how my luck has gone the past two years. So uh, consider yourself eliminated before it even starts. I also think Alabama's going to win. I think they're they're the best team, I mean, and they're playing well right now at, at a crucial time. I mean, they beat – uh, Texas A&M by how many points in the SEC championship? I mean, I think they're safely going to get out of the first round, which for me this year is is would be a win just for that just to see that happen. So, um, also I I I love to pick at least one kind of underdog in the in the final four. And this year I have TCU. I mean, I I still don't know about Kansas. I know it's almost impossible to to run it back and win again. Uh, TCU was playing well at the beginning of the year. They have. 
one of their top players back. I'm just kind of just hoping they go on a little Cinderella run here and, and make it to the final four as well and also have Purdue. I don't love that pick, but it's that's that region is such a crapshoot. I it's I was wasn't gonna feel good about any team out of out of that region. So I'm like, well, might as well take the one, number one seed and go from there. I hear you. Uh I can see, you know, on the our metrics here. Thousands of people have read the story of M Live's NCAA tournament picks. Our our, you know, the three of us and our Michigan State counterparts um posted our brackets online. And I mean but they must have just been coming out of curiosity, just, you know, all right, let's see how bad they're gonna do this year. I hope it wasn't for actual uh, advice on this thing, but so be it. We appreciate your reading. Uh nonetheless. Um, but yeah, that 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 starts um it starts today. But of course, the, the Michigan men are not a part of it for the first time in eight years. They are in the NIT uh, and they won. They won their opener uh, against Toledo on uh, on Tuesday night. It was kind of a rough start. They you know turned the ball over, just gave it to Toledo in their first few possessions, led to layups, you know, down seven, nothing early. Um, and it looks, oh, geez, are they are they truly invested in this? But, um, you know, Toledo, as good as they are offensively, um, you know, they're they're almost just as bad defensively. And that that bore out with the final score, 90 to 80. Michigan wins. Um, they were without Jet Howard. And, you know, I've said this before, they, they've been without him for several games, you know, earlier in the year. And there are times when, like, they shouldn't be better without him. That doesn't really make a ton of sense. But offensively, they seem to at least guys understand their roles a little bit better. And they're kind of forced to get more touches for the other guys. I mean, Hunter Dickinson, they're going to play through him more. And that's probably a good thing. Kobe Bufkin, uh, you know, getting more shots and the ball in his hands a little bit more. And and that's a good thing. Um, and just a, a lot of guys shot a, a, you know, very high percentage, um, you know, for Michigan. They got they got good balance. Doug McDaniel was hitting his threes. He was four of six. Um, and yeah, Dickinson, Bufkin and Joey Baker starting in Jed Howard's place, hit five threes and had 21 points. The most he's had in a Michigan uniform. So Michigan advances past Toledo uh, and now they will go to Vanderbilt. Remember when the bracket came out, you would have thought this game was in Ann Arbor, but a couple hours later they said, oh, whoops, we got the seed throng. <laughs> so Michigan will in fact uh, go to Vanderbilt with, which uh, beat Yale, you know, somewhat, somewhat close game. They, they won by eight, uh, nine when all is said and done, um, you know, Jawan Howard versus Jerry Stackhouse. There's, uh, you know, two former NBA players that had long careers and, overlapped as as teammates and you know competitors for for several many years um you know are the are the head coaches there so that will be saturday at noon eastern time um and yeah the the winner the winner gets to to host the next game too because the the top seed clemson um is out they were eliminated by moorhead state last night um now, at least uh, I guess I shouldn't say for sure we know they're going to host. Who knows? The NIT might say, wait a second, Moorhead State was actually the one seed uh, in that region. They're they're going to get to host the game. Um, but no, uh, assuming that doesn't happen, you know, now now the winner gets that that extra, um, you know, reward before, uh, you know, heading heading to Vegas. Three games, you win three games and then you're in you're in the semifinals of this thing. It's just it's just five wins, you know, to win the whole thing instead of six uh, as in the uh, NCAA tournament bracket, so that's where that's where things stand with the Michigan men. You you mentioned Jet Howard and a lot of questions about his future, whether he comes back or whatever. Do you think he's played his last game in the Michigan uniform? I do. Yes. Um. I, I again, I think it's very rare that you know guys get projected as you know lottery picks or first round picks and then come back. It happens, 
but it's kind of the exception. So, um, you know, that and, and, you know, just, just other factors I think would, would play into it. I mean, yeah, he's got, he's out because of, you know, an ankle injury, you know, Jawan saying he's been hurt all year. Um, so yeah, he's, he's dealt with various things, but, um, yeah, he, he was unable to suit up. I, I don't know. They didn't make it seem like he was, he did not rule him out for the entirety of the NIT. I'd be a little surprised if he does play in it at all, but we'll see. Um, and yeah, I would, I would think he's, he's probably done. Um, so we'll see. Uh, the women, they play, uh, UNLV tomorrow, Friday, uh, 3 PM Eastern time. Um, you know, this UNLV team we talked about there, they're very intriguing, um, you know, mid-major double digit seed here, just because of how many wins they have their young up and coming coach, uh, like they're going to be, they're going to be a challenge, but again, Michigan getting out of that grind of the big 10 where they were very good, um, you know, against everybody except the, the elite teams in that league and, and UNLV, at least by the metrics is just not on that level. There's a reason they got an 11 seed. Um, so you'd think Michigan would be, be able to handle them, but, um, yeah, you, you, again, it's a one game, you know, one and done scenario. So you, you just don't know, but, um, yeah, that, that, that's the thought here and that, you know, they'd get a shot, you know, probably at LSU in the next game. I was just looking, I was curious. I'm like, Hmm, I wonder if there's a point spread out for that, that women, mm-hmm. mission women's game. And I'm kind of surprised what, what the number is. What, what do you guys think it is? Oh, wow. This is good stuff. Uh, yeah, so I guess with the more sites they've got, they didn't used to put them out for all first round games. I don't feel like, but um, yeah, Michigan minus five. I'm gonna say Aaron? UNLV minus two and a half. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> You're off the pod, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what is it? It's Michigan minus four. Andrew was pretty close. I, I don't. I thought it was going to be a little bit uh, bigger spread than that, but. Um, yeah, no, it should be a close game based on based off odds makers that <laughs> you and all these stuff not favorite. Yeah, I guess uh, Aaron's gonna be all over that one. It sounds yeah. like. Uh, yeah, Aaron, the money line's plus one sixty five for you and LV if you're interested. Well, that's not, I mean, that's not Vegas, too far so. off. Uh, yeah, I guess. I thought it was a trick question. I thought it was a, gonna be a huge shocker. But yeah. Yeah, that game's on uh, ESPNU, by the way, and it is it is the first the first game at that site, so you can you can count on that being the the actual tip time uh, at the Pete Maravich Assembly Center um, in Baton Rouge. Um, so yeah, that's uh, you know the the women have you know made, made program history. You know, each uh, two years ago they went to the Sweet Sixteen for the first time. Last year they they beat that, getting to the Elite Eight, and and now they'll they'll try to they'll try to make another deep run uh in the greenville regional i think we mentioned there's only two of the regional sites this year instead of four greenville and and seattle so uh michigan's in in greenville uh where you know the the two seed at the bottom of that bracket is, is utah um the one is indiana but again got a one game at a time in this thing right survive <laughs> in advance so that's uh that's where they stand um the the hockey team set for a Big Ten title, as we spoke about earlier in the week. Um, but since then, Ryan, you've actually talked to um, you know some members of the team. That's correct. Yeah, coach and a couple of players. And I mean, right now they're they're confident. They play like they did on Saturday against Ohio State that they could beat anyone in the country, and that includes Minnesota, who is right now number one in the country and has been for most of the season. I mean, talk about a, a game full of blue chip prospects. I mean, this is it. Both teams with double digit. Uh, NHL draft picks, a lot of high picks for on both sides. 
Um, just a lot of talent and just a lot of fun game. It's just fun hockey to watch, especially on an Olympic size rink. Um, this, the series there earlier in January, um, both games went to overtime, both exciting games. So it should be a fun one. And yeah, it's going to be a great tune up for both teams heading into the NCAA tournament because it could be the the best teams both each team faces for at least the first two rounds of the tournament because I'm expecting both to earn number one seeds in the tournament. So possible Frozen Four matchup, possible national championship matchup. But yeah, right now they're both teams are just focusing on on winning the Big Ten title, and it's it's a rematch of last season. Very good. We've got football too. We mentioned that in the intro. Um, you know, you guys have been talking with with some players. Um, you know, over the last few weeks, I guess at this point, you know, what what have you learned about about the Michigan football team in the spring? Yeah, I think football is kind of taking a back seat right now. Just, I mean, they're their third week into practice, and yet, you know, we just haven't we haven't talking to a ton of guys. We haven't gotten much out of it. It's been kind of a low key, quiet deal so far. Part of that maybe because they're all the off the field stuff in the off season and Jim Harbaugh and whatever. But um, nonetheless, I mean, there's just it seems like there's fewer questions with this team heading into spring as maybe there have been in fewer years in past years. I mean, the quarterback situation settled. Um, we know, you know, basically who's coming back on defense. They got a lot of guys back on offense. Um, I, I think the question now is whether this team can actually win a national championship as opposed to just compete for a Big Ten title year in and year out. So um, different, I think, approach this year. Uh, I will say the two kind of storylines that keep coming up on a near daily basis, with whether it's players or, or, or Jim Harbaugh, or the case may be, has been the position switch of Morian Walker to DB. Um, Jim Harbaugh seems to think he's going to be a starter. He's already kind of named him a starter, which I think is fascinating because you know Jim likes to preach this meritocracy and everything else. Yet he's already kind of named a inexperienced guy who's completely switched sides of the ball a starter. So. Um, we're going to talk to Morion, I think, later today, Thursday. So we should have a story on him here, here shortly. Um, but, yeah, I, I, between that and this kind of the unknown offensive line, who's going to start, who's going to kind of fill in the tackle, I think. Um, other than that, there isn't a ton to talk about this whole thing, which is which is interesting because, you know, it's just I, I can remember in years past, we we didn't know who the starting quarterback was going to be. We didn't know who's going to emerge at receiver. They've got a couple, you know, key guys back there. So it's just. Um, different stroke, different kind of tune this year, um, aside from the off the field stuff, which is kind of passed. So, um, yeah, their third week, uh, they got a couple more weeks left. The spring game is April one at Michigan stadium. They actually just announced kickoff time, 3 PM. That would be uh, free of the public. Anyone can come in. Um, yeah, they're rolling uh, a couple more weeks left of spring and then we'll be talking, uh, then we'll be in summer mode. Yeah, good old football summer mode. But yeah, I mean, not surprisingly, yeah, they're, they've already set their sights on winning a national championship because they feel like they have the group to do it. I mean, not many teams return this many top pieces from a team that reached a college football playoff the year before. And I was speaking of odds, I was looking today on, on where Michigan sits and a lot of places they they have the fourth best odds to, to win it all, which is obviously pretty good behind Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, kind of surprisingly, and, uh, and then Michigan. So yeah, if they if they stay healthy, they they got a lot of good pieces returning, and um, and a lot of pieces that didn't have to return that we've talked about a lot. So, uh, to me, I, I'm interested in, in talking with Chris Jenkins and seeing Chris Jenkins this this spring because we've heard a lot about him and how he's bolted up and um, looks to be like a, a completely different player. So, um, I mean, he's obviously a defensive lineman. He's always been pretty big, but supposedly he's uh, put on uh, some even more better weight and is even bigger. So. Um, yeah, who knows if we'll, when or if we'll get him this spring, but I'm sure that will be an, another storyline we'll, we'll be discussing. 
Yeah, the, kind of the last couple of years, the defensive line, especially the interior and, and the linebacker have kind of gone under the radar. You know, when they, either they were um, lacking depth, they didn't have the talent there, whatever the case may be. And this year, I think it's going to be a different story. I think they're going to be very good up the middle. Mozzie was good last year, don't get me wrong. Um, but I think they have an opportunity to be even better there this year and even at linebacker, the second level. So, um, yeah, Michigan's going to be very good defensively again. Again, they, they lost some pieces, um, and I think there's still question mark at edge rusher who's going to kind of emerge. Brayden McGregor seems like the guy. We got a story up on him, like not come on him. Um, but there's just a lot going on there. Um, I, Jesse Minner's back, obviously his coordinator. So there's a, there's a lot to like there. Um, so yeah, uh, Michigan rolling as, as Jim Harbaugh said. Sound like there's a ton of injuries. At least we haven't heard of many. Uh, so uh, we'll see where things stand here in the next week or so. This is a good thing. I feel like the, the way you're saying the fact that there aren't these these big questions because the questions were like, all right, can they? You know, can they re- match their defense? You know, from the season before after losing so many guys. You know, who will win this quarterback competition, and will that person be you know good at the job? And it's like, yeah, now you already you're these things are already at least you think you know. Um, the, the plans are in place. I mean, it, it's, it's like boring in a way, but it's boring in a, in a very good way that they're, um, yeah, they, they believe that this is an elite team that, right. Like you said, the question is just, I'm not saying the big 10 is a, is a given <laughs> with Ohio state, but it's like, all right, you've done that. You think you can do it again. Like, can you do more? Uh, it's a good place to be in. It is. And it's a very, it's a contrast from what we were talking about a couple of years ago, you know? So they're, they're in a very good place right now as a program. Uh, it's a well-oiled machine at this point. A lot of guys back, a lot, a lot of stars with experience, is what, which is what you want. The schedule, again, is pretty favorable. They get Ohio State at home this year. Uh, a lot of things are lining up for this team. And I, I think for the first time since 2019, they'll be the, probably be the, the, the Big Ten preseason favorite to win the conference championship. And I, I think it's certainly um, you know, within their grasp again. Of course. You just think a- they'll be the favorite over Ohio State? I do. I, I I'm going to pick him as my my favorite. Um, you, you, were, you might recall they were picked at preseason favorite in 2019, and obviously they didn't do it. Um, I do. I mean, they get Ohio State at home this year. They've done it two years in a row. There's so many question marks with Ohio State at quarterback. A, who's going to be and, and what they're going to look like. Um, but yeah, I got to think right now, Michigan's probably going to be the uh, the favorite. Just the fact that we're talking about uh, football today makes me a little sick, but you know all. <laughs> I'll allow it on the Wolverine Confidential Pod. Um, it's spring, Con. It's spring. All right, that's yeah, fine. Fine. Well, yes, a lot, a lot going on, uh, you know, with Michigan athletics, and we'll keep you keep you covered at mlive.com/slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening. <laughs>